0: Bueller, 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 Bueller.
1: Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw!
2: Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! <laughs>
1: like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She
2: probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. (laughs) Back outside, this is the point where he always hits it.
0: Oh,
1: Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
2: We did it, we beat those British We beat the British, second Cornwallis. 10 kids, you're basically pregnant for 20 years, pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild like that sounds exhausting. Potheads, what an adorable. We're an adorable bunch of people.
0: Woodson from the
1: gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20,
2: 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Hello, everybody! Happy Friday to you! It is April twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here oh. on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and the least surprising news you could start your Friday with and get your day going. Nick Roush running a little behind. <laughs> really, you maybe thought I was about ready to say is not showing up is a no show but he's just running a little behind. Really, just a tiny, tiny Wow, that's impressive. He's already here. He's already here. Holy smokes, he looks horrible, folks. He looks horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great radio, as Roush was making funny faces and really got a kick out of it for me. Roush, how you doing, buddy? Good morning.
2: Uh, Dead. D-E-D, Dead. (laughs) I could roll over and go back to sleep for four more hours, but uh, no, so it's a, uh, wow, did not expect to be here this morning. What a what a weird weird night in Kansas City. <laughs>
1: Holy smokes! You couldn't have had it be more. If it was just like something needs to happen at the draft, non-tragic ideally, that will get us the most buzz for a radio show. Couldn't couldn't have drawn it up any better in terms of that. Of course, comes that. Will Levis's expense—he does not get picked. Last evening, we spend a good chunk of the week talking NFL draft, talking about good fits for where Will Levis, where we want him to see. I don't think we talked about him falling out of the first round. I think no. we even mentioned talking about a slide. I don't think we thought the slide was this this steep,
2: right? This, right.
1: Uh, this severe, severe Wheeler. Hey. So Nick Roush, we've got a ton to talk about today. I am proud of you for, even if you were just 20 seconds late, it, you're here. It's 6 a.m. where you are.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, we got back after they had already locked the doors to the hotel, and I'm up before they start the hotel breakfast. So uh, it uh, <laughs> it was, uh, oh, man, it was so surreal because, in a sense, I felt like we were Will Levis too. Um, because you know, part of your job as the media, like, as you said, TJ, we had all these scenarios laid out and we were prepared for, for all of them. Right. Like even the worst case scenario, I was, I talked about the Vikings a ton. It was like, okay, well, if he, if he slides to 23, it'll be a later night than we wanted, but I'll be able to spend that as ultimately, it was a good thing. Cause he got a better fit. He doesn't have to. Store right away, yada yada yada. But no, no. Instead, uh, I, I just felt like uh, a jaggle just an absolute wound, uh Where we were there, uh, I was warm the hell out, TJ. But didn't really do anything except stand around <laughs> and talk to people and have them just bash well of us all night. It was crazy, crazy. Yeah,
1: your tweet kind of cracked me up. Um... I felt, again, felt bad for, for Will a little bit. But it was just like, on top of all that, Roush was, everybody was just like, no, nah, yeah, we're, 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 I've never seen a reaction just from the internet for a player, a player that seemingly hasn't done anything to really deserve it. If Except he bananas he was a
2: little... with a, he, he ate a banana with peel on it. And man- yeah, he went, he, he
1: went and viral it. twice on a site meant to go viral.
2: Yeah, and people just like hate him for it. It's it's it's, it,
1: is, it was it was really – that was surreal. And I know it was surreal for you being there and talking to people and hearing it directly face-to-face, but just seeing the reaction on Twitter. And then just the takes. There's just so many bad takes out there. And let me dive right on in. I like the guy a lot. But, like, he, here's just one right off the get-go. Tweeted it a minute ago. James Schrebel. Will Levis had issues as a player, but he had to bear the burden of Stoops offseason blunders and inaction. Soup should have been made to sit there with Will last night. He's not getting off the hook with me like he does with others in the BBN more this afternoon. And he does his show three to six, and he does a great job. And I like him, but that's a horrible take. Like, you don't have to have bad takes just because last night was weird. Just because last night surprised literally everybody, it doesn't mean you have to make bad takes. Scangarello was a terrible hire. He was a bad hire but he's not responsible also for all of Will Levis's mistakes that happened. It's also oh. not Sangarello's complete and total fault that the offensive line had its first bad year in the Mark Stoops era. It Sometimes things can just kind of be bad luck with bad decisions mixed in. It doesn't mean you have to go on a hot take rant about how it's unacceptable or you, you deserve this or whatever. Mark Stoops isn't to blame. Will Levis, the only thing he could be blamed for is just Maybe don't throw as many interceptions, don't get hurt or have injury-lingering concerns. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of terrible, terrible takes today. I'm going to try not to contribute in the next two hours.
2: I, uh, I, I'm i going to happily blame um, Rich Gangarella because that's the most fun way to go about it. Um, but, like, if you blame Mark Stoops like, really, the easiest scapegoat would be to actually blame Liam Cohen for making Will so good and then leaving him at the altar. Love it. Um, that's yeah. the take. There it that's, is. That's that's the real next level one.
1: How do you feel about yourself, Liam Cohen?
2: Yeah, and how can you not talk any of your buddies into taking him? And also, the um, so, like, if, if you're looking for just a plain reason why this happened, it's really the Colt smokescreened us all. And we just didn't see this coming, right? Like, we saw um, – I don't think we saw through the Houston uh, smokescreen about all the stuff happening with the number two pick. Um, the smart thing to do would have just been bet Stroud whenever all the odds started going crazy. Just be like, okay, I'll get better odds to take Stroud number two. Um, but we we fell for the Will Levis to the Colts thing this whole entire time. We just did. Uh, and at that pick, if he didn't go, then you could, it, it could have been a long night. Now, we thought that the Titans were a safety net. And then at the very worst, the Vikings, but nobody bit. Absolutely uh, nobody bit. And it's its a shame for Will Levis. He had to uh, go through the ringer. At the end of the day, he's going to be fine. It was just a very tough pill for him to swallow last night. Um. He, he, he came into this with completely different expectations. And to all those hot take people, like, literally, there was, like, one of you, maybe one of you, who thought this could happen. Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network is one of the only people that I thought uh, was going to say that Wevis could slide out of the first round. Everybody had him first round, bare minimum. Uh, because... Teams take quarterbacks higher than they think. They, hell, they thought they could take as many as five quarterbacks in the first round. Um, I guess they were a little bit more bullish, uh, a little bit more comfortable with their quarterbacks than we thought. But um, if, you, if you wanted to start playing the blame game, uh, there's a lot of reasons that last night happened that you can point to, and we'll get into those, but like to... Let your hot takes fly, but, like, I mean, come on. Levis is just going to have to take this to the chin and, uh, and deal with it because it, it's not any one particular hot take. It's an amalgam of just a combination of the worst possible case scenario all unfolding in the most shocking fashion that nobody, not even the most expert of the experts, saw coming. They thought he might be in for a long night, not this long of a night where he's still waiting on day two.
1: And I also just think that along that same point, I think it's so cheap and lazy for people to just come out guns a blazing and firing on hot takes when why didn't, yeah, why didn't you tell us that this was going to happen? I think the hottest takes you got were from U of L media or, or opposing media and even some UK media for that matter, where it's just like, I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. But nobody said, I don't think the NFL is going to think that. And then they come out and they've got to play the blame game or talk about how pathetic or whatever it may be. There's also a bit, and this isn't, I I didn't see that long of a drop. And I also don't think Will Levis is like going to be a surefire great quarterback. I think he's going to be solid in the NFL. That was my prediction. He's going to be solid, but just the, the risk reward of getting the next big thing at quarterback was worth it for Will Levis with a high draft pick ended up not happening. And sometimes once, the Raiders passed on them and then the Titans did. Then it became how many of these teams actually need quarterbacks. And then the ones that do need quarterbacks that I haven't already drafted one, they probably know why would I waste this pick here when he could be there? Like who else is going to take him? If we, if, you know, there's it's like in your it's in your fantasy drafts where you got to find when is the right time to to take that player that you may or may not be reaching on and there's this delicate dance of we do do we bite now or can we be a little risky and maybe get a little later via trade or maybe if you've got a pick in a certain area you got to play that delicate dance and i think there was just a lot of once the once it went through those first few teams the only one that was a little bit later on you're right the vikings where it had a little bit of intrigue but then it who knows? And who knows how long it could potentially go today, Roush?
2: Yeah, yeah. It um the the other part of it that surprised me, because to your point about like why I'd do this if I can just wait, he's probably gonna be there. Um I thought a team would at least trade in the first round because if you pick somebody like first round draft picks get fifty year options. So like if you have even the slightest hunch that Levis could be a franchise guy. You can get an extra year on a rookie deal with a quarterback if you just would have made a small move with the Eagles or the Chiefs or somebody to get to the back end of the first round. And not even anybody did that. So it was um, – man, man, it was something. It was really something. Being out there in the crowd, I was begging Vikings fans to take them. Uh but they all, and, and, and the weird part is, too, for some of these teams, they took people, at, like the Vikings' defense stinks, and they took another receiver. You know, like I, okay. Um, Say, so I guess the, the Titans, you know, getting an offensive tackle, probably not the worst idea. Apparently, their smokes, I mean, they they use Levis, too. They were saying they liked Levis when really they were going to trade up for Stroud at number three, but the Texans kind of got him. Um, but uh, the the one thing that did come out last night, Chris Mortensen basically said that the medicals didn't check out for Levis for one specific team. I think the team was the Colts. Like, I mean, if 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 you think all things are created equal, you like both Richardson and Levis. You think they're very comparable, but you have a health issue with Levis. Richardson is a little bit higher ceiling. You just go with Richardson. Uh, that's who I think was maybe the team that Mortensen was referring to, uh, but that's that's just a guess.
1: Scoots, how you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, I'm okay.
0: We uh, we're still having some issues at the station, so still a little stressed out uh, to end the week. But I'm I'm okay. We're uh, we're making it happen. I am curious though now, Roush, that Levis didn't get picked. Do you all hang out for today as well?
1: It is the million-dollar question.
2: So I didn't want to ask last night, um, but I have a feeling Lovitz is just going to not be here. So that kind of defeats the purpose of us being here, so we'll probably Mm -hmm. just go back. Um,
1: Wow. I don't blame you at all, but it's just wild that you all made the trip to cover a player getting drafted, and you come home (laughs) empty-handed.
2: Oh, man, but I – so, like, our strategy – you're always just on the fly, right? We've got peak with us, so we're doing a bunch of video, and uh, one of them is uh, – it'll be live, like, basically when the show is over. He had it cooked up, ready to go, Talking, us talking to crazy fans. That was fun, but our plan was, all right, let's, let's go talk to these teams, like Colts fans, before they pick, and we'll ask them, so who do you want, and then we'll film their reaction when they get the pick. And three of them wanted Anthony Richardson. And I was ready for this guy to be so disappointed when they picked Levis. That didn't happen. So that was kind of our, it ended up turning into us just reacting in a lifetime. And I'm fascinated by what this video is going to be because you, I'm sure you're going to be able to see the life sucked out of us slowly but surely um, throughout the night. Like, just. I
1: bet. peak will do a good job with those videos because he's great at his job but you could make it really well done with like the editing where it's just like pick after pick and the camera like zooms over to roush's face and it just becomes it goes from shock to just somewhat despair as the night goes on maybe the eyes get a little bit heavier as well i can't wait to see it should be a good time
2: yeah yeah should be fun um it, uh, hey, and I it, wanna, it,
1: or, or go ahead. I, I want to bring up something that that was on TV that that I want to get your take on, but I'll I'll wait for you.
2: The the other funny part too is that, uh, like not even <laughs> not even like it got the guy on his team that he wanted for the Bengals. He's all in on Dalton Kincaid, and then they pass on Michael Mayer and get like just like a boring defensive end from Clemson.
1: <laughs> yeah, my my <laughs> Bengals friends were not were not happy about it. I I want to talk about the Packers, obviously. But, Roush, so watching on TV, was it you that told me that they were going to set, like, a a record for attendance at this draft? It was going to be the biggest draft ever?
2: That was uh, not me. But, I mean, you know. You heard it here first from Nick
1: Roush, that he was the one that said that. It may have been. It was kind of tough to gauge the numbers because it would either be Nashville or it would be this one. I don't think that's debatable. But Nashville, Broadway is obviously a somewhat narrow street. But, I mean, that was packed, 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 packed. packed, And it went on forever. This was obviously much more spread out. And there were a ton of people there. But, Roush, it looked
2: miserable. Yeah, yeah. It it looked horrible. It was a... I can't
1: think of a worse way to spend a Thursday than what a lot of, like, hundreds of thousands of people probably did last
2: night. So, like, at least at Nashville, I mean, most people were just hanging out at bars and watching on Broadway. Whereas, like, here... I mean, I was not exaggerating. I mean, there was – in my section, in between the TV stanchions and the actual draft stage, I mean, that's thousands of people, and they had one area of porta-potties and one beer tent with, like, eight lines. It's like, how are you going to – logistically, there's not <laughs> – that's, that's not enough, right? Um I don't know what it was like upstairs, but then I was told by somebody in that general area that it was like 90 minutes for that Bud Light bar, that you could kind of see that really big tent uh, from the shot above. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i assuming there were some, a few bars nearby, but like... Uh,
1: no, everybody's just out in that field. I mean, the vast majority, so you're either in that little tent area... And yeah. no offense, like that, they had bands and music playing, but everybody's just standing. They were just standing, yeah. like but there wasn't like dancing going on. The the kind of the player and team fan groups that they paid to have those were a little bit more lively, but probably just when the camera was on them, and then after oh, the camera yeah. was off, they probably just went back to standing around with their thumbs up their butt. But then when they would get out of the field. I was again I could not think of a more miserable way to spend a Thursday night. I generally don't ever do anything. I've got a very very boring life. Oh. But people were just standing around. There weren't lawn chairs. Some people had blankets, but not many. And then there were no coolers, which I guess you couldn't bring a cooler. And so like people were just standing, not doing anything, watching a TV that seemed to be a half mile away. That being said, yeah, they got a good crowd. A lot of people were fooled if they thought it was going to be cooler than that, or maybe they had fun or they enjoyed themselves, or it was the company they were with. I don't know. You can stand in any old field, I suppose. They said they had 125,000 people there. That is significantly less than Nashville. I think they guesstimated Nashville at 600,000 people. So I doubt the, the 600,000 people total is probably going to get beaten. That's just an insane number to think about, that many people in a tight area. Uh, they they estimated 125,000 last night in Kansas City, so just wanted to update that. Definitely not the biggest, but I was curious because it was so spaced out. But still, still a ton of people.
2: It Was um, like logistically easy to get around? Like I was worried about traffic or getting Uber out of there. That 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 wasn't really a problem. Now we did Uber in because there's nowhere to park around there either. Um, but yeah, that um, you, you were not right, TJ. There was a lot of people just standing around in a, in a field for, you know, four hours.
1: <laughs> like no cornhole, nor no games. Yeah, just just no chairs. You want to sit down? Tough tomatoes. Uh, again, I didn't see. I think I saw two people. Maybe they do this intentionally. Maybe they don't. I think I saw like two people on TV that had beers in their hands. Just so, at, like any point. There's, so I imagine the concession, as you noted, probably wasn't wasn't great. Scooch, what do you got?
0: I was just curious, Ralph, what percentage of the crowd would you say was Kansas City
2: fans? Oh man, eighty percent really that much I saw I saw a hundred thousand the hundred twenty five yeah wow 80, 85, a hundred thousand of them were Patrick Mahome's fans um yeah. Actually, uh,
1: that was a pretty cool way to open the draft. Like you know, you probably won't get that that often. And what a genius move by the NFL to start rotating this thing around. It was so stale and somewhat boring and depressing at uh, in New York and Radio Hall, Music City Hall. But now it's lively, it's fun, and then to be able to just have the Super Bowl Champs bring out the trophy to say, "Let's get this party started. In front of 125,000 people, the majority of which Roush says were Kansas City fans, which makes sense. It was in Kansas City. That's uh, you're probably not going to get an electric, a more electric way to start a draft. Well, you see, that's why I
0: bring that up is because when they came out, Mahomes and Kelsey came out on stage with the trophy. I was like, what a I don't I mean, I guess I get it cuz it's in Kansas City, but I was like surely the crowd's more like 50-50 in terms of Kansas City fans and then 50% from other NFL teams cuz that's what I would imagine the draft would be about, just play or fans coming in from other teams to see their team draft, but so I'm interested to I'm interested to hear that it was 80% Chiefs fans cuz my roommate had a similar mindset. He he was like, "Oh, it's like all Chiefs fans." And I was like, oh, I don't I don't know that it is." So, yeah, just it was wild to hear that there were that many.
2: I mean, it's it probably tough to get to. In uh, in reality, sixty-five percent is probably the better number. But like it was it was legitimately hard to find these people from all the different NFL teams because it was just Chiefs fans everywhere. They actually made that hard. That was not the case in Nashville. There it was really eclectic and kind of widespread. This was Kansas City was the host. They're the Super Bowl champs. Patrick Mahomes is Jesus Christ reincarnated, and uh, everybody else is kind of playing second fiddle. Which that made part of it wild too is, you're like, well, how funny would it be if the, Chiefs, if the Chiefs they have the last pick in this draft, and they just said, you know what, we're gonna keep y'all waiting around all night, and then we're gonna trade it. <laughs> really wanted them to pull that one over, but that, that would have been pretty good.
1: That yeah. that would have been that would have been a good time. Well, let's take our first break. So much more to get to on today's Kentucky roll call. We're going to talk about picks that we liked. I'm going to give just a quick little take on on Green Bay's pick at number thirteen. I know a lot of people don't care, but I'm going to do it anyways. But we got to talk about the terrible picks of the draft, which I think there were many, and then more Will Levis talk, the coverage, the reaction, the TV camera pointed at him every other three seconds. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a jam-packed Kentucky roll call on your Friday. DJ Walker, Nick Roush from Kansas City, and Justin Kalen from Magnolia. Ave.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call Suck it, losers. with Walker and Roush. Ooh, them boys that be having crunk every occasion. this side that side but in the rejoin always
1: makes me do a double take, laugh. raises my eyebrows and mine opens my eyes
2: same i wonder why
1: <laughs> why do we do why do we do that why do we do that cuz i think a lot of people probably don't don't they they do the same thing i do So let's retire that one, I would would think. I got you. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. The day after the draft, 6.32 a.m. in a hotel lobby somewhere in Kansas City, Missouri, Nick Roush is awake and alert. Well, awake, but he's here, and we're happy about it. We're going to talk more about his night. We're going to talk more about the draft, things we like and didn't like. But one thing that we know that we all like is Thornton's. They're all throughout the city. Roush could probably go for a five-hour energy or a power drink. Definitely some coffee, although I'd imagine he probably already has himself some, but it's not as good as the coffee he'd get at a Thornton's.
2: No. no you can not go at all. today,
1: make sure you're a refreshing rewards member, download the app, and you can save money, get good value, and save, save cash at the pump each and every time you fill up, which is a nice thing as well. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Text on into the Thornton's Text line, 502. 502- you text it in, we read it on air. That's the way that it goes. I was fine with Green Bay's pick. I was okay with it. I I told my friends I thought that that was a a good possibility of who they were going to get. I really wanted Jalen Carter, and when he started to slip a little bit, I was like, there is no freaking way. And then I wanted Green Bay to potentially trade up to make it official, but that's not really Green Bay's M.O., but I, I was fine with their pick. I figured they were either going to draft him, the 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 in from Iowa, or that they were going to go with one of the offensive tackles that were on the board. But they ended up uh, going, and he had one of the funniest draft reactions on TV. He was with two different women and then just got absolutely mauled by uh, – a, a buddy of his, I don't know if his brother or not, but I guess somebody with, like, the TV crew was like, well, hey, they want to see the draft pick. They don't want to see your back. So they kept having to pull him off. Abs- absolutely electric scene for Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end from Iowa, who had a couple different highlights from Kentucky on his highlight package when they showed him.
2: But, but
1: I, I like uh, I like the pick. I'm fine with it. 13th, you're not going to probably get, like, an absolute superstar, but you should get somebody that you feel comfortable with for for many, many seasons, and he's incredibly versatile and uh, I, i'm I'm fine with it again, not the sexiest thing in the world. They picked Lucas Van Ness.
2: Yeah, I I didn't know if you actually said the name or not. wanted to make sure you mentioned Jalen Carter sliding a little bit. like I, I guess Stetson Bennett is gonna be an eagle now. like what the hell's going on here? Philly's just like, we'll just take all of the Georgia players, please.
1: I've seen George's defense the last few years. Not a bad strategy, Philly. Not a bad yeah, strategy yeah, at all. They're sure going na- to be so filthy up front defensively. It is insane.
2: Because how many times do you have a team, I mean, they had to give up some picks to get A.J. Brown last year, and they still had two first-rounders this year, and they were able to get uh, a guy who ran a 4-3-9 at defensive end and then a guy who was once the number one overall pick who slid down to nine. Uh, they just had to move up one spot to get him. So uh, pretty pretty crazy. The, the loudest crowd pop of the night, though, was definitely when... I mean, we all knew the Cardinals were going to trade that pick. Had no idea it was going to be the Texans that traded up. And they even had a camera on C.J. Stroud, and he heard the news, and he was like, wait, what? We're getting somebody else? That was... A wild move by the Texans. Well done, Texans. Well done.
1: Fun draft stuff, uh, just all night with the cameras and the crowd reactions, and obviously it kept going back to to Will Levis. A lot of people commenting on the company Will Levis kept in the green room. Roush.
2: Yeah, was it Mark soups
1: No. No, it was several different women. Oh, I
2: guess his, like sisters, his sisters, his sisters, yeah. and
1: his fiance or girlfriend. Not sure
2: which one. Uh, yeah, girlfriend. Uh, still.
1: Yeah, people were commenting on that. A lot of yeah, not a good night for Will Levis, but still a pretty good night for Will Levis. And it was. It was like that's probably his sisters. They look just like each other. By the way, his mom. Gun shows. I figured that security would have caught those bad boys on the way in, but she is toned, arms looking good, good for Mama Levis. Don't know her name. But something that stood out to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um I'm trying to think. See, I didn't get you know, we don't get the common the the, the shots of the green room. Um I'm getting ready to oh man I, I, I could not control that my apologies yeah you just
1: mute when you got to sneeze
2: well i you know you this sneeze was, not everybody has to hear it and see we, here's the thing is not i may or may not have locked myself out of the broom and didn't grab the microphone in my haste to get out so oh, uh, we
1: can we we can we can tell the microphone's a little different but the mute button not microphone needed it's just right there
2: yeah yeah uh, uh it was bad on my part i you know i'm I'm in a weird spot right now. The coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Um, but, so like, while you will get all of these crowd shots, they had, I mean, the worst part of it all, you talk about just what a, uh, it doesn't really make sense to just sit there all night. Because instead of hearing Mel Kiper or these people talk about the picks and then you see the people in the green room, they had two in-house, in-house hosts. So it was Colleen Wolf from the NFL network, and I think another NFL network person. And they would just come out there and be like, Wow, can you believe they took that person? Oh man, that's so great. Give it up from the house band. And then they'd have some wedding band pay covers. And that was how you spent time in between picks. It I was I was losing my mind at the end of it. They were very, whew, it was rough. It was tough.
1: Did they have Kevin and the Zits play?
2: uh basically well, no, ruled up great nicety
1: i i figured that they definitely played i would imagine but uh, he was also in on the one of the the intros just into the draft pretty funny good good stuff there yeah it just it it, it looked like kind of a a lively event but not much to do it was kind of tough to tough to describe there it, but hopefully is, you um, you had fun did were you able yeah. to like, get after it afterwards
2: no no i mean um, by the time we got done with everything, got back to the hotel at 2 a.m. peak and Luckett went to go get Taco Bell, and I had just passed out. So, um, I I will. It's so like the draft. Yeah, I I think if you just pick a different location, like Kansas City, nice. Uh, but that specific area, if you if you pick the right spot, I think you can have a really good time at it. But this was a lot of sitting around twiddling your fingers sort of deal. Um, I did learn that part of this, They got, so they got a new airport here within the last six months. This was their initial stress test for the world cup. And so they're kind of, they're kind of seeing where they need to figure it all out. But um, I was, I was fascinated though, because it, it feels like their downtown area, very much a, a, uh, very much trapped in like nineteen seventies architecture, and just felt I felt like I was in a a New York noir, neo noir in the seventies, if that makes sense. But nevertheless, and, I, I don't, don't know. know
1: if it does make sense.
2: Yeah, you you watch know, the you know, like old crime movies, like you no, know,
1: no, not not usually.
2: Uh, taxi, not- Chinatown.
1: No, neither. I've never seen either one of those, actually.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: I do have a Hunter Dickinson update to get to a little bit later on on the show, but we'll we'll do a radio tease with that. Scoots, do you want to talk today?
0: Um, not particularly. I've just got so much going on here I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm trying to – I don't want to disturb Calvin or Trevor – because I've done it every single day this week, and I've watched them do it every day this week, so I'm trying to just kind of figure it out.
1: But yeah, all righty, that it, sounds good, buddy.
0: No, if if if, to, if, if the situation, I'm obviously I'm obviously listening, and if the situation arises, I, I'll chime in when I when I feel the need.
1: Sure. We got Scoots on a radio show saying he doesn't want to talk today. <laughs> I've got Roush talking about old timey movies for some reason. <laughs>
0: Roush, I understand. Me, I have no excuse other than trying to fix stuff.
1: What what did you think was the worst pick of the draft in the first round, Roush?
0: I'll Uh,
1: I'll tell
2: you what it was for me. It's the same
0: for everybody, right?
2: Same for everybody? Okay. Scoots, what do you think it was?
0: It had to be Jameer Gibbs, no?
2: I think, yeah, right? Yeah. It is Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, know. what, what are, are you doing? We're all on the same page. I was
1: so happy. I, I thought that Detroit they could go so many different directions. There, they're they're in a really good spot. Weirdly, to say that as a franchise, and they they blew it. What are you thinking? You could have got him. How late do you think you could have gotten him? Middle second round potentially.
2: Uh, yeah. Same thing with Jack Campbell too. Like you could have traded down for both of them. Gibbs was going to go first round, but yeah, they had, um, you, you did not need to take them at that point. And it is funny. They went from like the smartest draft team to like, really, I, I guess on the one hand you're like, okay, that's who they wanted. So they got them. But on the other, they don't, like, it just, it, it doesn't make sense to get the either position in the first round because they don't have positional value. They just don't. Yeah, I, 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 I...
1: Totally agree with it. And all of last season, you didn't, or last draft, you didn't have one go in the first round. I thought that was a, a a terrible pick. I didn't really totally understand it. I didn't think Seattle drafting Devin Witherspoon at number five was all that great of a pick.
2: Oh, especially when they got Tariq Woolen last year, and as like it said, that's a man corner playing for his own team. I don't, I don't really understand that either.
1: Are you surprised that uh, Michael Mayer's still on the board?
2: Or no? No, actually, yes, because the fans really love Michael Mayer, and I thought it was either going to be um, uh, the Cowboys wanted him, the Bengals wanted. Him. There was a lot of fans that wanted Michael Mayer on their team, but the problem is that uh, there's so like that position group is so deep. If you felt like all right, we're in the first round. It's gonna to be tough for us to get defensive and We need to get defensive alignment now, and we can get we can address tight end later, because there's like five of them that are going to be productive in this draft. So let's go ahead and wait. That that ultimately is, I think, the reason why Mayor ended up sliding. But I do think Kincaid was the top, the top guy on most people's board, just because he is so dynamic in open space.
1: Yeah, I, I Green Bay. If he, if Mayor was there at forty two, I would absolutely love it. I doubt it, but that would be uh, that would be amazing if that were the case with day two action. What time does it start? It's not till. And what do they do? Do they just do round two today, or is it round two and three? Help me out.
2: Two and round three and three. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Round both two them, and three them. today. And what time? What time does it get going?
2: Uh, seven o'clock.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Good stuff. Well, yep. uh,
1: we'll we'll talk more NFL draft. We'll talk again a little more. We'll let this. I think it'd be a good time to get on over to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it on and we'll read it. Oh uh, on the, there. the takes
2: gotta be better than the ones that Strebel's giving out now.
1: Wait, like, wait. I see that I see that you're getting into it.
2: I did I, I didn't get like I sent one thing and then I've got the goalpost got moved, and so I'm just like I ah, I ain't got the energy for it today.
1: Well that's let's go with well, let's go. Show. Let's go with the more re- the, his most recent tweet. I'm tired of the Kentucky football and basketball aren't the same crap. Kentucky's football staff is paid more than basketball staff, and people annually talk about going to Atlanta, and it never happens. Get paid, big boy, money, and talk, big boy, talk. <laughs> All because Will Levis slipped in the draft last night. <laughs> All because a quarterback who's done with the program, hasn't played a game since November for the program, is gone. This is the reaction. And that you get, UK no doesn't talk the talk in football because a player slid in the draft.
2: And Will Levis got picked over a guy that they beat by what two touchdowns and picked off three times in his own home stadium. Last year? Hark,
1: hark. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Mark Stoops! Why didn't you make these NFL teams draft Will Levis? The program is falling apart. That's a take that is just like, you know, Lachlan had a a similar take. If it was supposed to be a good night for U.K. football, then it must mean it's a bad night. Somebody explain to me how it is a bad night. U.K. got the quarterback they wanted in the transfer portal in Devin Leary.
2: The one quarterback they wanted, they got. And it sounds like they're about ready to get Cutter Ball too.
1: And that was the next thing I was going to say. (laughs) Your top quarterback target, a, a target that is wanted by some of the top programs in the country, you're going to land him sounds like in june is the timetable that i think roush you you threw out there potentially
2: yeah maybe even sooner after that interject interview you did yesterday with jacob Polacek.
1: over at uh, you can check that out at ksr jacob does good work I've, i have not met him but uh ran into anyway.
2: his uh, fraternity brothers of all people oh yeah <laughs> that was pretty crazy that
1: is hilarious you sent a picture
2: <laughs> yeah got, funny.
1: Us, got, us a, got us a picture of the boys uh but anyway so yeah you're gonna get You got Devin Leary. Where is the program hurting because of last night? Now, people may say it's going to hurt in the future. There may have been a missed opportunity is the right word to use with the scenario from last night. If Will Levis goes second overall or fourth overall, and by the way, Vegas was wrong about all this. All of it. He was the second favorite to go number one, which we all knew wasn't going to happen. I think he was co-favorite to go number two, maybe the second favorite to go number two. He was the odds-on favorite to go number 2 he was the odds odd favorite to go number 4 as the night went on. He, I think, he got to like minus four hundred by the time the the pick came around for the Colts. So everybody was wrong about it, and to somehow try to spin this into a take about the underachieving of UK football is a reach that the Incredibles couldn't even make. Who's the guy in the Incredibles that can reach? Stretch?
2: Um you got the last please. girl. Yeah, last girl. Likes, yeah, yeah
1: that, that girl. The way she reaches. It's a reach. Who nothing changes? Nothing changes for UK football. The expectations for next season don't change. The recruiting doesn't change. The nil situation doesn't change. Nothing. Nothing nothing changes it's not a bad it could it was a missed opportunity if anything cuz then you could have had somebody drafted and you can put that on all the recruiting letters and all that stuff but if uk recruiting takes a big dip then maybe we could look back and say well did it all start with draft night which of course will still be nonsensical because that has that should have no major bearing on your relationships and the nil situations you're selling to these players so kentucky football is going to be fine I felt bad for Will Levis last night. Life goes on. He's going to get drafted today, and UK football is going to have high expectations going into the season. What are we complaining about again? Yeah.
2: Really, the biggest bummer is you can't use Levis on like first round promotional marketing materials. You know, like the the picture pictures of him on stage, right? That that that's huge. So that, that's really all you're missing out on. <laughs> I mean, because all in all, this draft wasn't going to be. A great one. Uh, three Wildcats. I think tops are going to get picked. Um, maybe there's a word where a fourth sneaks in, but hell, they're me. One where Carrington Valentine slips out. You know, it's just kind of that wild of a range for him. But um, the 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 uh, it's still just crazy that the most he was the most talked about player last night too. So to act like that, that's also a bad thing. Like you're kind of feel bad for the guy but he was the one going the internet was a Kentucky quarterback and it's for all the wrong reasons but no good P- no PR is bad PR right or that's, that what, that's what they say in the
1: business so they say in the business a, a texter on the Thornton's text line this comes from yesterday says lol UK media and fans were wanting a stoop statue yeah well, he does have and the most we, all-time wins in UK football history. Secondly, we did it as a fun bit, but in all sincerity, like he has the most wins in all-time football. If you're going to build a statue for somebody, would it maybe be the person that has the most wins in the history of the program?
2: That that was somebody being like, "Oh, you all think Louisville's butt slapping over the top?" And it's like, but I mean, yeah, you're getting you know, we're talking about getting hype for three-star recruits or something, you know, not winning the most games in Kentucky football history.
1: And secondly, we talked about how it should just be the colossus of Stoops. We need it to be ninety feet tall outside of Kroger Field. It needs to be looking down upon the stadium. If the shadows hit it right, it makes for a really cool design on the field or something. If it like hits kind of his hair, like you know his hair line goes way up. Which shout out to Stoops, I'll probably be there with you, buddy. It, it, It ends up making a cool design, and the fans all get involved or something. You know, we're we are just idea people here on Kentucky Roll Call, and we do our best just trying to get the people going. That being said, Uval Media, holy smokes, what an embarrassing night for them last night.
2: <laughs> Did they, have they finally uh, st- stop popping champagne because Lamar signed a contract?
1: Holy, uh, th- like, th- thank goodness they just don't have a ton of pros. Because if they had more good pros, how insufferable would they be? Or do they need more good pros? And that way they just won't be able to act like such fangirls for every single one of their players that has the tiniest bit of success, all three of them. Which one is it, Roush? Do we need none of them to be good, or do we need more of them so they can't spend as much time obsessing over every single player's moves?
2: Um, I think less of them because...
1: They were pretty quiet about Donovan Mitchell this week.
2: Yeah, and like... You know, Teddy Bridgewater, even after he got hurt, they didn't rally around him like you would have expected. Um, they had a lot of really good defensive players, and they would puff out their chest during, on draft night, but that's about it. So, yeah. Um, it also might just be a little more thing because, um, because of his slide and because of his pre-draft process, people talking about him being a receiver. And it also doesn't help that you have guys like Bill and just like, old crusty white dude saying there's no way this guy's a quarterback and so you know i get the visceral reaction to want to push back on on that um, but now it's like come on the you know he, he's been in the league for a while he's an mvp you don't have to act like oh now he's he's the greatest player in the world highest paid quarterback in the nfl dude every quarterback that gets paid is the highest paid quarterback in the nfl until the next quarterback gets paid that's how this works Y'all never have you have you followed the National Football League? And shout out to Lamar. Worked out for him.
1: Uh, he yeah. without having an agent, looks like he potentially played the game right, played the game well, and and got what he yeah. wanted.
2: It, honestly, he it, still only
1: has one playoff win.
2: That's the most surprising part of this all is that it actually worked. Um, and like the Ravens, all they did was just piss off their franchise player, really for no good reason. They ended up just giving him what he wanted. <laughs> they waited around long enough. And I uh, just gave him what he wanted.
1: Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Roush, shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Arby's cheese sticks are the best you can buy, so suck it.
2: Is that Trevor?
1: I bet you could. No, he never gets the cheese sticks. I bet you could go for some Arby's cheese sticks right at this very moment, couldn't you?
2: <sighs> yeah, I could. Yeah, but cheese sticks at sub 8 a.m., like,
1: if I'm hungover, I don't really care. Although there's different types of hung- hangovers. There's the, I just need food in my belly. It probably can't be greasy enough. Just food. Something to soak up this empty stomach of mine. And then there's others where just like the side of food almost kind of makes you sick. Yeah, Which yeah, one are especially
2: you? Especially the, the, the hunk of cheese. Like,
1: no, I could do the cheese. Like that, that doesn't do it. I mean, just like hot melted cheese when you're hungover, mm, sounds delicious.
2: Man, I I, I disagree. I, I disagree vehemently. I um I did get a burger yesterday. I don't know if you would call it a fast food burger. I got a water burger, and it was delicious. No barbecue. On the second time I did. Um, sweet and spicy was what I got.
0: You didn't get barbecue yesterday.
2: No, I ate barbecue the night before. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, you got there on Wednesday. Was so full that that's I was right.
2: uncomfortable.
0: I forgot you got there Wednesday.
1: I've never had Whataburger.
0: It's good stuff. Never had a
1: fast, food, never had a fast food burger. I actually think I've maybe gone through. I maybe had Whataburger fries before, back in the old Destin Spring Break days as a kid. A texture says, "Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Hey, Brad, I thought my hypothetical yesterday was better than Roush let on, so I'm going to rebuttal a bit." Nick, you Ooh. said if Flynn had started at QB the full season, he would have been the Heisman winner over Joe Burrow. I thought my plug no. had the fire, but please send me the number to yours.
2: <laughs> I, I said he would have been at the Heisman ceremony. Um, I looked up Joe Burrow and then kind of had to joke that, okay, yes. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he would have uh, – even if he likely he started, would have been in New York, Brad. Even if up, he right. would have started, yeah, especially because I think they only had three people. It was obvious it was going to be Burrow. They like having more people come to the party just to get more people involved. If he would have just started the, the Mississippi State and South Carolina games, he might have made it to New York. So, yeah.
1: Oh, let me continue with this text, Brad. Lost where I was on it. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a doozy.
1: Lynn would have the most rushing yards and touchdowns for a QB in a single SEC history, but also would have ended the season with roughly 650 passing yards and at least twice as many picks as touchdowns. Not to mention, Burrow had arguably the best season a college QB has ever had and led his team to an undefeated season at the Na- and the national championship. There's no scenario where Lynn was winning that year. Again, I think maybe just a miscommunication there. The 2018 team might have started a bit rocky, but once Shea got his feet wet, they were a completely different team and in a limited sample of games vanderbilt showed that he could rebound and defend tremendously and run the floor really well gosh he if it would have worked out differently for for vanderbilt uh, he was really fun to watch. He could have been a fan favorite, I think. Add that with the surrounding talent of P.J. Knox, Hami, Winyan, and a buddy Nick Richards, and that tournament could have looked completely different. I understand you have a football bias and have taken the football side to every hypothetical I've asked, but come on, man. That was a lot more even-sided than you let on. I didn't think people I mean, just to forget about Jared Vanderbilt. You saw like eight possessions of him, all things considered. So it's kind of tough that- to, to remember him. And people don't look at that 2018 all that fondly. Just to give Nick a little bit of credit, Brad.
2: Yeah, and, and Brad, my big thing is, like, I really like Vanderbilt, but it's not like Vanderbilt was the missing piece. A good point guard was the missing piece of that team. They had Quad A Green instead. Uh, or no, it wasn't. That was they had Shea. Is it the Shea team?
1: Well, they had Quad A and Shea, but the, the role had shifted to Shea by the time the tournament rolled around.
2: Well, and still yet, it was, a,
1: it was a Quad A Green shot that kept us out of the, out of the tournament. Yeah, they had, like,
2: seemingly 17 small forwards, though. That was just a poorly constructed team. I didn't like that team from before the season even started. Um, But if Lynn Bowden, if he plays in those two other games and he gets to his average, which was something like 180, he would have had almost 1,800 yards rushing. It would be a top 10 SEC season in rushing yards ever, all time. And he would have done it in 10 games as a wide receiver playing quarterback. They would have put him in New York. But I appreciate crazy. you texting
1: in. Always love the hypotheticals.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, now, gosh, I think I it's feel like I, rest. I, I feel like I have two good minutes, and then just brain just like breaks, and I forget that I'm on radio and how to talk. It's really bizarre right now. I don't. And I can I can feel it coming, and it's it's still I can't I can't stop myself from doing the like yeah, oh it takes it's all great, and then just. Bleh. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to end hour one
1: here. We'll be back for hour two. Uh, just electric content on today's show. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen, Little Lucy Came Down. We'll be back here in a moment. I
0: think I need to let her lose. Let her lose. She only my pictures. That's all she never Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
2: Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
2: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Radio World!
1: Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. That's right, folks. Roll Call. We've got radio wars.
2: I mean, the thing is, it's like, I I shouldn't have even entertained it. I should have just let them, because this is what they do. They're miserable over there. Like, it's, 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 there's, (laughs) I I feel like I'm just uh, arguing with a wall, because all they're going to do is just be miserable. Can you believe Kentucky fans wanted to go play an SEC championship game? No. Oh, no. What a bunch of idiots to actually want their team to be the best team it's ever been in the history of their program. My oh, God.
1: <laughs> expectation radi- expectations Radio is the bottom of the barrel. And not that we don't know what the bottom of the barrel looks like. Oh, we do. well, we, we, we you know, know it very well. we invented the bottom of the barrel. Call us the Coopers. But – Expectation radio is just so stupid and boring. You need to be better. You should be better. Well, no, you should actually be more realistic. No, be unrealistic. You're too realistic. It's what? It's it's opinions. Like we know that it's opinions. Sports radio is a lot of opinions, but that is just I don't know where you set the bar personally for UK football. I think what Vegas puts the number at usually should be a pretty good ballpark. Maybe you think they'll 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 exceed expectations. That's fine. We do we do that frequently on the show. Maybe you think it's gonna be a worse year than other people think and and you go the other way on it. I certainly thought 2021 was going to be a lot better than 2022. And I was right about that, but I also thought 2022 was going to have maybe a win or two more on the schedule as things shook out. It's just, you can, anybody can do it. You can do it any time of the year. And everybody is freaking out right now because Will Levis slipped in the draft. It means nothing to UK football. It means nothing to the outlook of UK football that Will Levis didn't get drafted. As we talked about in hour one, a missed opportunity was all it was. But where, like, what does that mean to UK football that he was, does it mean that the expectations for this upcoming year change? No. Absolutely not. It's ludicrous to think that. So we're some people are just kind of playing radio and just wanting yeah. to have takes, and that's fine. It's the business. But there's actually like real, informative things. I think you can you can have takes on. Not that Mark Stoops is responsible for Will Levis's draft because he hired Rick Scangarello back in a, <laughs> right. over a year ago.
2: Yeah, and the. You know, I I brought up his old quote, the bring on the blitz quote, because that was a, a tough look when his quarterback got hurt. And then now there's people worried about that injury long term. Like that's not a good look for old Rick Scangarello. But um, to, to go back to it all, it's just like ultimately what happened is Will Levis was pretty much everybody's smokescreen um vanetti said the griff the griff sounds so much dirtier of a word but a lot of people i mean the titans use them the colts use them and even the texans use them to some degree if you believe in the betting markets so yeah it's um it sucks it's just wild to
1: like that that has all been played out like uk mark stoops missing on his offensive coordinator hire which again I don't think Scangarello was the guy but there were some circumstances that didn't necessarily make things easier for him he didn't ask for Chris Rodriguez to get suspended he didn't ask for the offensive line to be the worst in the Mark Stoops era uh, he didn't ask for Will Levis to have to kind of deal with some of his injuries but it's still it was a bad hire and nobody is trying to argue otherwise with that but that has all been played out it'd be one thing to be like well now we don't know what the future holds UK, after making a mistake, went and hired the offensive coordinator that every single fan wanted. There wasn't there wasn't one person that I heard that said they didn't want Liam Cohen. And what does UK do? They go and they get him after he takes kind of a dream job in the NFL, which didn't go great. You do have to at least acknowledge that. But he still was in a pretty darn good spot for his career. And UK went, they made the competitive offer necessary, and they went and they got him. UK losing out on a quarterback that we did all think was going to get drafted in the first round. How are they going to replace Will Levis? Ooh, we didn't like what we saw in the Music City Bowl. I'm not so sure there's a quarterback on the roster to lead. They go and they get the guy that they wanted more than anybody else, a guy that other programs desperately wanted as well, and a guy that probably is a top three transfer quarterback in this cycle, maybe top five for sure. So they went and they did that also. They went and they got a running back to replace one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in school history. They like these have Forget been resolved. That. All these complaints have been resolved. I don't know what last yeah. night Will Levis dropping means for all those other things. Of yeah. course, the take is you messed him up by bringing in Scangarello, and it cost him in the draft. Oh, oh well. I guess the Will Levis fan club should be really mad in that instance. But the UK football fan club, I feel pretty darn good about where the program stands right now and what we're going to be doing going into next season. And nothing last night changes that. You got to be. Uh, living in fantasy land, if you think last night has anything to do with the future Um, of UK football.
2: The, so if you look at Kentucky's offensive line problems, you mentioned it. they've addressed it. They went and got a dude who started 30 some odd games at the Mac level. And then they got a guy who started a dozen games at USC to play offensive tackle. The problem was last year, they, so a lot of it goes back to saying the thing that nobody wants to say out loud. So, like, if they want to be all hot-takey and blame Stoops, they need to blame John Schlarman for having cancer because that was part of the reason why Kentucky struggled in talent acquisition at offensive tackle. Uh, But here's the thing, though. They really did it. Dare Rosenthal just left them high and dry, by leaving before he should have. That dude's not getting paid to play football right now. He should have stayed another year, just like Carrington Valentine should have stayed another year. Maybe if we want to put our one our, our, uh, from the past so we can know about the future, maybe we got to be cautious about these cornerbacks coming up next year um, after what happened at left tackle last year with there and Carrington being kind of in the same boat, um, trained by the same guy, um, leaving uh, a year before they should have, and then falling way down in the NFL draft. Dare not getting picked up at all by anybody. Uh, but then on the, on the right side, like they had two four-star offensive tackles that just didn't work out. Like, I know you need to it, – it, it, the hit rate needs to be higher. If you get two of them, at least one of them needs to be starter-level quality good. Uh, but when you have three offensive line coaches in three years because a coach got cancer, and then, like, like that – you know, it's tough.
1: It's hard. And another one, another one gets poached by Alabama.
2: Yeah, like, it, it's, it's tough. It's hard. So –
1: and and let's talk about the hit rate. Like it's been amazing at that position. So yeah. <laughs> God forbid the one year where it didn't sync up also happened to be your last season with a, a great talent under center. It
2: I mean your last two offensive tackles, one was a consensus all American, the other one is in his third year with the Saints. I mean <laughs> you know, you've been you got kind of you rolled the fortunate end of things. It's it's hard to continue to back that up. And and that's that's why last night, you know, even Stephen P. was asking me, and look at like, what does Levis' slide mean about Kentucky football? It really doesn't mean anything. Like, it, it hurts with promotional materials, but the end of the day is you got the top quarterback in the transfer portal while Alabama's getting freaking Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, and now you're on the verge of signing a fringe five-star local talent from the high school level when you haven't been able to get a kid from the high school ranks rank that high in almost no it'll be 10 years 10 recruiting classes later so i mean if shrievel
1: yesterday would have said listen i think will levis is going to slip in this draft i don't know what vegas is thinking i think he's going to slip i think mark stoops for hiring Rich, Rich Scandarello is partially to blame for that. And it's going to be a bummer watching him on TV tonight, drop and drop and drop, where if he would have maybe had Liam Cohen or a different offensive coordinator, it could have been it could have been a different story for him. I'd be like, hey, that's yeah, a bold prediction. I look forward to seeing it play out. And then you tip your cap and be like, that's great. But instead, just to kind of, messed your diaper this morning because will levis slipped in the draft let's also note that he's two years older than all the other quarterbacks that were in the pecking order for him
2: yeah that that played a role two years older with a little bit of injury history recently um you know what though let's not give mark stoops any credit for hiring liam cohen and bringing in will levis and getting a backup quarterback a chance to be a first round draft pick god forbid
1: no the program's not where we need to be we're not talking the talk or no, we're not walking the walk. We do talk yeah. the talk because people say they want to go to Atlanta for the SEC it's, tournament it's or also, for the SEC
2: championship game. Um, do you know what Levis's record as a starter was at Kentucky?
1: Yeah, seventeen and seven, I believe.
2: Yeah, pretty damn good.
1: <laughs> second, second all time in wins for a quarterback is that correct? Did I see that accurately?
2: Uh, that might be right because at seventeen. Third. It's probably third because Derek Ramsey had a ton and Terry Wilson played like two more. Like he had just a few more starts. Yeah, it's, 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 it's split between him I, and Terry. I, swear I thought him. I
1: saw it somewhere. Anyways, point being in two seasons to even be in the conversation for most wins as a quarterback. Will Levis's time at Kentucky was successful. He led UK to a 10 win season. That was a hell of a lot of fun. The second year, not as great for many circumstances of which we said. And also, Levis didn't, he had a couple of good games, but he also had, you know, he made some mistakes, and that yeah. does fall on him a little bit.
2: Still had a winning record. Spent most of the year in the top twenty-five and uh, beat Louisville and Florida in that that second season.
1: And that's so. what it comes down to for these U of L fans. Like they just hated seeing that dude run all over them. So this is their this is their get back. This is we had to watch you throw up. How what was it the four when he had scored his fourth touchdown or whatever it was? We had yeah. to watch you just totally own us for two years, and now you are having your moment on national television. They on. loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. Yep. This was their revenge. However, give me the wins on the field each and every time. So celebrate the victory in April cards, and we'll see you in November. Excited for it. See ya. Ready for it. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, so this Will Levis – is getting uncomfortable not being picked 17 picks in after getting the four the past four months of hype is slightly embarrassing wherever he goes i'll root for him. but tonight was a gut punch i i, I felt bad for will levis and holy smokes they always will show the guy the last guy in the green room it, it's like tv can't get enough of it but the thing is he wasn't the last guy in the green room Rash. there was four other guys there that didn't get drafted
2: yeah um yeah <laughs> and one of them which I've got to ask you, Scoots, because this is our team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., he was there. He's available. The son of a Pittsburgh Steeler, great. Mm-hmm. He can be a cornerback on the steel curtain. Do you want Joey Porter Jr.? Or, as um, Tom Pelissero reports, there was a lot of teams that were trying to trade up late in the first round to get Will Levis. Do you do you trade down? and let somebody go up and get Levis with the 32nd overall pick.
0: I wouldn't mind having Joey Porter Jr. I mean, his his dad was a hell of a player. I really enjoyed watching him play growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you can get good value, say if you can get two early second or third round picks for that and, and you want to give that away for a Team that wants to come up and get Levis, I'd be fine with that too. I mean, that's the thing about the Steelers is they typically draft pretty well, so I I don't really concern myself with how their drafts play out, just because it normally they get the pieces that they need for next year's team.
2: Feels like nothing. It it would take an awful lot for them to pry themselves away from Joey Porter Jr., though. That's great news. A lot of people were predicting that they would take him in the first round. With their 17th pick, and he slid all the way down. So I think they ultimately ended up getting him. And really, what's very funny about all of this, uh, <laughs> what if I told you, TJ, that the Rams are now like the most wi- logical option for Levis?
1: <laughs> Is that so?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, one of those guys that didn't pass them initially could maybe move ahead of them, but. I mean, they had to bring Baker Mayfield in off waivers. Matthew Stafford's got injury history. There's all the familiarity, you know, with McVay, Cohen, and all that. Like, could make sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that wouldn't be the worst spot for him either. Really old quarterback there. Another quarterback, or or, not really old, but obviously, as you mentioned, quarterback that's got.
2: I mean, he is old though. He
1: is. He's not a spring chicken.
2: Thirty-four or five. Really. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a year older than Luckett, so yeah, 35. He was on the team that lost in 06, I believe. Yeah, that is that is really old. Hmm. Yeah, which like, the part that's weird is we're like, no, he was in college around the same time as us. Uh, yeah, that's very old for NFL players. <laughs> you don't like hearing it either. Another it was, catch- uh, it was cool running into a couple uh UK fans last night, though. It was one guy who had a banana suit on, um, which that had to be awkward. Uh, And another guy in a Dallas Cowboys Randall Cobb jersey, which how many of those do you think were bought in that one year? If you're a U.K.
1: fan, I was a Cowboys fan, it it would be a good opportunity. Uh, People forget Randall Cobb. Isn't he going to the Jets? Isn't he on the Jets?
2: Did that actually ever happen? It was talked about, but I don't know. It was talked about.
1: I'm in the same boat as you. I don't remember if it actually did happen Lazard
0: did right. Who? Didn't Lazard go to the Jets? I don't remember Randall yes.
2: Cobb going to the Jets. L- Lazard did go to the Jets. I just Googled Randall Cobb
1: Jets, the two headlines. Randall Cobb shoots his shot at New York Jets after Aaron Rodgers trade. And then the other headline is, Randall Cobb mocked by ex-Packer teammates over workout video after Aaron Rodgers trade. So I guess Randall Cobb made a video asking the Jets to pick him up. That is a tough look, Randall. Come on. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to take away the keys from Grandpa, but <laughs> it may just be over, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but I won't blame somebody for trying to get money to play a sport. A Texture says: Is Will falling going to be used as ammunition against UK recruiting quarterbacks from now on? I mean, no. the other teams that are recruiting better have had it better be Florida, Ohio State, or Alabama,
2: right? right? It's to not, play like every, not like
1: every other team had a quarterback taken in the first round except Kentucky. UK just didn't have the Vegas was wrong, we were wrong. Will Levis was wrong. Everybody was wrong except that one dude. That that's Florida, how
2: their recruiting efforts are working. Remember Devin Leary picked. You uh, know he it was Graham Mertz was Florida or Kentucky, and they got Kentucky's second choice instead of, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like Kentucky got their fourth choice in the part. For gosh. There it did again. The brain quit working. Kentucky got its first choice in the portal, and Florida had to settle with the Cats' leftovers. Kentucky won that game last year, but it's the NFL draft. They like that quarterback more, even though Jordan Wright picked off one of his passes with one hand. Football, the the game does not directly translate. The game's played does not directly translate to what happens in the NFL draft.
1: Exactly right. And U.K. football is in a good spot. That, that did not change last evening. Is it an overreaction to say this is a really bad night for the program? I feel horrible for Will. Yes, overreaction.
2: Yep. When was the last time a prospect was so unanimously hated by fans? I'm not sure I've seen anything like this. Um, Johnny Manziel was very hated. He slid in the draft. Uh, people hated Brady Quinn too. Like, it just feels like this because um, we're very online now. But, like, People want to hate quarterbacks because they're good looking. They they got good looking girlfriends. They're great athletes. It's it's a jealousy sort of ordeal. Um, but the the banana stuff really put it over the top. I think for Will.
1: Yeah, you got to remember a lot of sports media are just total goobers that anytime they feel like they can take a shot at the big jock.
2: Oh yeah, they're haters. Big time haters.
1: Aaron Rodgers, he, I mean, the, the camera showed him as much as it showed Will Levis. And it worked out all right for him, but that was before, like, big social media, so there wasn't the same sort of vitriol right, online right. that you did get with Levis last night. Do you think Aaron Rodgers regrets the go, the, the little, like, soul patch thing? Whatever the hell that probably, thing was right under his lip.
2: Probably regrets that. Uh, I, I don't you know, know how you
1: wouldn't. I don't, it it looks good. like he's just got like a food stain there every time I see his draft night highlights.
2: Um, and, and if you look back at other quarterbacks who've slid, um, the difference is is most of the time, like, you know, when a Lamar slides or a Jimmy Clausen or a Brady Quinn, normally they slide from what you think is top five or top 10 to like 18, 20, 25. Drew Walk was the only person we could find that slid out of the first round in the second. But even he wasn't projected top 10. So this big of a drop is, um, feels more unprecedented and feels more drastic than some of those other ones. Uh, but as Jacob Tamien once told me, he's like, you know, everybody gets their shot at the NFL. You got to make the most of it. Some of them get a little bit longer, at least because of where they're picked. But you got to make the most of it. Wavis could still have a very successful career in the NFL. He's still going to get his shot, just not. Just had one night of getting picked on uh, because things didn't go the way that everybody told him they were going to go.
1: Well said. I agree. Uh, Scoot, anything you want to add to the draft conversation?
0: I'm just curious, Roush, what the reaction was when Anthony Richardson went forth. Because I was sitting on my couch and I was really expecting Levis in that spot. And when they announced Richardson, my jaw hit the floor. So I just, I, I'm just curious what the reaction was in the crowd when that pick was made. Was there any reaction?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was Colts fans elated. They loved. They wanted Anthony Richardson. They wanted the upset. Because the thing is, is The reason why people like me thought that, okay, Levis makes sense for Chris Ballard because he's like so many other quarterbacks, and they thought he would just stick to what he was doing. So Colts fans were elated that he broke kind of his norm, broke his, got out of his comfort zone um, to pick a quarterback like Richardson. But um, I found this one guy who was wearing a Carson Wentz Colts jersey. And, you know, I'm just walking up to people, putting a microphone on a camera in their face and just talking to them. Um, And this guy was like, he had just taken was getting ready to take a bite of his burrito. And I was like, do you not respect yourself? He's like, actually, I don't respect the NFL. It's like, I'm from St. Louis. They took my team away. So I wanted a Battle Hawks jersey. And this was the closest colors I could get. And it was on sale. (laughs) <laughs> so he bought, Colts. <laughs> he bought a Colts Carson Wentz jersey. Uh, it, the reason why that comes to mind is because uh, when I made that article last night, if tried to explain from the experts' mouths why Levis fell. Um, Todd McShay brought up Carson Wentz as a, a, a reason why some people are worried that Levis could be like him. And in the pre-draft process, we even mentioned that. Like, he could be the highest of highs with Carson Wentz, but also the lowest of lows. He could get sacked a lot, injury-prone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and that was even reinforced more so from the, the kind of stuff that Albert Breer wrote about just a day before the draft, where he, he kind of forecasted this fall coming for Will Levis. So uh, it, after a lot of the, the smoke screens worked, they did a good job working.
1: <laughs> a lot of folks were wrong last night, but you can never go wrong with Shady Rays. You can go to shadyrays.com, put in the promo code big X at checkout, and you will be loving your new sunglasses. It's a really great company. There's a reason they have over 250,000 five star reviews. If something happens to your sunglasses, they will replace them. Small processing fee. You get your order sent right back to you. It's a really good deal. And it also makes you buy with confidence, knowing that, hey, if I get this pair, I know I can always run it back if need be. Go to ShadyRays.com and do not forget the promo code, BIGX, perfect for gifts and just uh, for that special someone in your life, because they've got sunglasses for each and every occasion. We're going to take our last break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line. We'll wrap up the show. Roush probably counting down the minutes till he can go back to bed. Are you going to be able to fall back asleep or are you just going to be hitting the road?
2: Might just be hitting the road. I don't know. We're figuring it out. Hopefully,
1: somebody else is driving. We'll be back. One final segment. Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Ready.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I've been involved in a number of cults, both as a leader and a follower. You have more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader.
1: Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. It's the weekend. We've got Derby Week coming up. You've got Balloon Glow Stuff, you've got the great Steamboat Race, you've got Thurby, Oaks, Derby. It's here, folks, and Sauceritas can cater any and all your parties. It is the perfect fix for big groups, or even if you don't have, even if it's just 8 to 10 people. No party too big, no party too small for Sauceritas. You can have your own taco bar, make your own burritos if you want to. I'm, you know, a good idea. I think I'm getting salseritas catering during Derby week. We've got like that little panini press sort of deal. Maybe I'll like hook that up at the end of the taco bar so people can kind of make their own quesadillas. Wouldn't that be a genius idea?
2: Come on. Oh, so I've, I've gotten salseritas a
1: ton of times. And I've never done that before. What an idiot, TJ. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah. Idiot yeah, in the that's, morning.
2: yeah. Yeah. That's bad, dumb move. And because the best part about getting catering from salseritas too, they give you so much food, oh, you're yeah. going to have leftovers. And here's the little Nick um uh, Salsarita's leftovers trick. Um, in addition, you know you can do the quesadilla TJ's way. I love the quesadilla. We'll do the thing where you cut up a sweet potato, like you, where it's little, almost like hash brown bites. You put it in the air fryer. I'm out. Then you fry an egg, or well, regular potatoes for you, TJ, if you'd like that. i I'm okay. in. Then you fry up an egg. You warm up your leftover, so it's potato. Salseritas, fried egg, and uh, your, your life will be changed forever.
1: Whoa. That yeah. that, that sounds pretty delicious. And they Probably give some
2: wildly addicted chips too. Yeah, the amount of
1: chips they give you with your catering orders are, is absolutely hilarious. The Levis family could still be munching on them today, even if they just stayed up all night from the start of the draft. That's how many chips there are at Salseritas. Two locations in Louisville Middletown, it has a drive through on a rainy day, although I think it's going to clear up in a bit. And then St. Matthew's, covered patio for a rainy day, although I think it's going to clear up in a bit. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Can I share just a little Hunter Dickinson tidbit? Yes, please. All right, everybody ready for some big-time news? Hold on love to
2: TJ's, Love TJ's Hunter Dickinson tidbits.
1: He did not fulfill my cameo request. What? But the good news is... I... Don't get my money back. I get an $80 credit to Cameo. So that's nice.
2: All right. I'm curious. Did you have anything specifically uh, related to Kentucky in your Cameo request? I
1: did. So I I did it last Thursday in like stupid hopes of being able to get it by Friday show. But then I was like, that's probably going to be tough. You could double the price of it. So I could have paid $160 to have like a 24-hour expedited service but the way cameo works is they're like we can't make the people take the videos so you will get refunded if you don't get it i just thought it was refunded in cash and it did say there was some option to do it but it seemed like it was some hurdles just give me my money back i don't want a stupid 80 dollar cameo but yes roush i i had written the premise you get to like type what you i was going to try to do the trick thing i was going to try to do the trick thing and it was going to be like this kid named John was going to get a watch and play front row. So, like, I was like, hey, just say, hey, John, I know you're excited to see me play next year. I'm excited to play in front of you as well. And then I was going to take it and be like, "What's John is he talking about? And it was going to be hilarious. Everybody was going to get on board with it. It was going to be a really good time. But, no, it didn't happen.
2: Man, we, we could have brought the gotcha girls out. But, we really uh, could have. I had
1: them on standby. They've been in the back closet for this long.
2: That's disappointing.
1: <sighs> it is. It is. But oh, well. uh, yeah, so he didn't fulfill the request. Is it because he's too busy committing to Kentucky? That's what I think a lot of people are talking about.
2: Could and be a lot of
1: me that's like, "Hey, UK," and I wanted to kind of save this because I wanted to wait to see if like this actually came to fruition, and then I was gonna, you know, say like I I did a cameo. But I do think it wouldn't be like the worst thing for UK fans to be just flood his cameo with UK requests, Mm -hmm. commit to UK. The only issue is that dude charges $80 for a freaking cameo, which is steep, Hunter Dickinson. And you didn't even return it for what it was worth. And now what am I going to do with this $80 cameo credit? I can buy Mike Rutherford show. I can buy 14 Mike Rutherford cameos. (laughs) Maybe I just do that.
2: How much are his? I, won't do the I
1: best. thought they were 5 I thought they were $5 oh, okay. and, which is not 14 but I think after ch- but they may actually be like 10. I don't know.
0: So what's a standard cameo cost? Would you, you rather pay get to
1: set you your price for how important you think you are.
2: Would you rather pay $14 for a Bud Light at the NFL draft or would you rather pay $5 to hear from Mike Rutherford?
1: Oh my gosh. Mike charges $15 for a personalized video. Get the hell
2: out of here. Wow. Oh, the Bud Light is a much better deal.
1: He charges $2 just for a message. Just to be able to talk to Mike. $2. (laughs) There's sexting out there for less, Roush. What's Mike going to tell you about? Well, Louisville lost again. We only won four (laughs) games
2: hey scooch you can get on
1: and he has like he has sample ones uh-huh. can we play one of his samples
0: just go to cameo.com Search. just google search for mike him. rutherford cameo okay hang on
1: I, wanna, I haven't seen any of his samples and i can't obviously do it right now because we're on the air so we'll just do it we'll do it live we'll do it live we'll see how we like it he says he's he's made several which is like you know money just for making videos good for him Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. No cameo from Hunter Dickinson. But UK fans, if you've got money laying around, you could send a positive message. Like that's re- that's college basketball. That's recruiting nowadays. That's college sports. Like go flick, go play, go everybody, go pay this guy a lot of money so he feels more likely to come to UK.
0: I was gonna ask <laughs> if there's a specific one you wanted to hear, but I just realized that you all probably won't be able to hear it.
1: It's through the computer.
0: Can you all but, hear?
1: Why don't you just do the. Uh, the, the, like 10 minutes into know. the conversation before Here, I realized try, that he was talking about me joining the app and doing these video and videos great. instead of just helping him to recruit actual cool and important people so that mm-hmm. should give you a pretty well, clear no. indication of just how big of a day this is for Cameo and how big of a get it is for the app but if you've ever dreamed about me in a video telling one of your friends that they suck at golf or that they're a dick this is your lucky day if you'd like my baby daughter to do that no guarantees she'll do her damnedest I can guarantee that.
0: Alright yeah it's pretty boring
1: was that just his, like, introduction to Cameo? It was,
0: yeah. So, did you all hear
1: that? No, I, oh, I just okay. played it. Uh, I, play, I figured I, what you were doing. Uh, yeah, he does have other ones that they are, like, sample ones. Brothers but whatever. Have, bail, here. bail, punt. We're out of here. <laughs> what do we got on the text line? We got a long way to go. Short time to get there. Uh, the Celtics col- closed out the Hawks last night, by the way. Kind of a fun game. I watched the draft with some buddies, and my friend had bet the Celtics' first quarter money line, which was, I think, minus two and a half, and I think they were up by two. And then he bet the second quarter money line, which was two, and they were up by one. So that was just uh, that was a tough break. And then I lost my Will Levis fourth-round bet. Did your all's minus three hundred 300s hit, by the way?
0: Mine did not, which the next texter brings up a great point. He said Trevor's Eagles are going to win the draft and probably the Super Bowl next year. That defense is going to be so nasty for years to come. Yeah, just them getting Jalen Carter at number nine, what a freaking steal. Arguably the best player in the draft, in my opinion.
2: So stupid. his 300 did hit. It did, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: My Will Levis bet didn't hit, but my ACC player over bet did hit, which was minus 160. So, way to go, Roush and TJ.
2: Yeah, Scoot's still the listeners down.
1: (laughs) A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Not the best look for UK to have their projected top five QB be shown every two minutes as the guy who's dropping out of the first round. Seems like they were really the only team that was probably going to take him it seems like there was really only one team that was probably going to take him and they decided on Richardson tougher levis roush pretty much said as much it is tougher levis i just think these big picture like that's a shot to uk football's program status is totally and completely hollow
2: so you still had a kentucky player being talked about on draft night as much as anybody
1: my goodness gracious, I just lost a fat chunk of money on Anthony Richardson over under four and a half. Odds were as high as minus 330, but I got the line at plus money when it came out, heartbroken and very, very stunned. Shocking. It surprised a lot of folks. I think that's probably the surprise of the draft. Obviously, so, two running backs going in the first round was a little bit silly, but I think Richardson going fourth was the jaw-dropping moment.
2: Excuse me. Here's another thing to consider. If... If Kentucky, like, like just put the shoe on the other foot. If the Colts pick Levis, Richardson's the guy that everybody's, like, laughing at because he doesn't get picked, right?
1: I don't think that you would have had the same reaction for a variety of reasons, Roush. I do think Richardson would have been the player that fell. Yeah. and would, But I, I don't think you're probably getting the close-up green. I, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong about that.
2: I think he still would have gotten a lot of
1: that. There were still other people there, though, and they didn't even show those people. But, Yeah, this
2: texture more likely. He probably wouldn't have fallen all the way out of the first round either, uh, just because of that ceiling. Somebody would have taken a chance on him.
1: You're probably right about that. Was Will's perceived cockiness at the combine the reason some teams got scared away? Was it his toe injury? This is all confusing.
2: Probably a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. And I think that other texture, I think there's probably the Colts were the only serious, serious team considering him. And it could have, it could have just come down to the injury. And like Rush said, they just said, all right, well, we're kind of torn between these two. Let's take the younger, healthier guy with mm-hmm. what well, people think is a higher ceiling. I don't know if he actually does, but people smarter than me say that he does. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I think they're both ceilings are about the same big arms, durable,
2: mm-hmm.
1: solid runners. They seem pretty similar to me.
2: What was the vibe like of the draft when Will was having this huge slide? So part of you know what we were doing, we we're asking all of these fans, so who do you want to pick right here? And every single time it was like, we want this guy or this guy. Levis would be all right too. Like nobody was chomping at the bit to get him. And I was that was the dynamic that I was fascinated about because I figured there'd be at least one of those Will Levis stands out there. Like you couldn't watch that much draft coverage and not have somebody seemingly fall in love with that guy. But um, no, no, there was still plenty of people that they would just turn on him because he is the easy guy to turn on, right? A quarterback from Kentucky. Well, they aren't that good. Do you see his numbers? Those aren't that good. He can't be good. So I, I think for the common fan, which was very many of which were there, right? Like there was a lot of, no, when we asked Raiders fans who they wanted, they couldn't name a player, right? They're just there for the fun of it. So <laughs> so the, I think that's a big reason why at the draft you didn't have a lot of huge Will Levis fans or stands in the stands. Does Will slide
1: hurt UK recruiting in football for quarterbacks? If they don't get cut or bully, maybe you could, you could think, what's up with that? But if they're not getting people because a quarterback slid in the first round, they probably weren't in as good that uh, uh, there's other stuff going on would be my guess so no to answer your question Kirby says you've all fans of media acting like they won the super bowl and are redeemed for getting waxed by him for 2 years is such a weird thing it, it was a super weird thing for those people like i if you i, I, I you do whatever you want but if you feel validated and like i knew that he was going to slide that's great take a victory lap drafts are hard to predict not many people were saying that but if you're like they're just getting joy out of seeing his misery because he provided them so much misery and they're just they they feel vindicated in that. But they're kind of goobers as we talk about frequently. All these Kentucky haters celebrating a kid slipping in the second round and tweeting Levis just sucks is comparable to monkeys throwing poop at the glass of the zoo, the lowest hanging fruit of all time, absolute morons, says one texter.
2: Mm. Dylan Ballard here. Oh, hey Dylan Ballard. Um, he said hey to me the other day, and I almost said, hey, DB, and realized, oh, that's, that's not a, <laughs> doesn't work there. <laughs> well, knowing that Kansas City goes hard, and it being 6 a.m. local time, I fully expect our boy Roush to not make it this morning. I'm proud of him. Oh shucks. Thanks, Dylan. Fully prepared to text TJ this morning and ask him if he needed someone to talk about this for a minute. Proud of Rush and also feel sorry for them making that trip and getting nothing. I'm glad I ended up not going. Sadly, I feel like I've done that for basketball about five times the last few years. Just make a long trip and they get smacked. Have a good weekend, boys. Hopefully, Levis gets a great fit and gets his opportunity. Yeah, and it, I mean, the thing is, though, is that's still a big story. It's just we also didn't have the content we could generate here. 22.
1: I mean, good to
2: Stoops, Cohen, you know. Afterwards, right? We don't, we don't get all that out. Of it, so. I
1: don't think it was a waste of the trip. They're going to have good content. I'm excited to see the video that that Stephen Peek cooks up, and they were there for it. But I get what you're saying, Dylan. But that's part of being that's part of being in the the media or covering a team. Like they're they're going to lose the bad. It's not always going to be these great stories. Uh, it just seems like there's probably been maybe a few more of them bad ones lately.
2: There was there was quite a few TV people who made the trip. And I think they, in their minds, were like, well, if he gets picked fourth, we might be able to get quotes and turn it around in time to go live for our 11 o'clock live shot. And instead, they just have to be like, well, well, uh, Levis isn't getting picked. <laughs> Crazy. I
1: haven't watched the video yet, but Ryan Leaf says Will Levis actually won the first round. He was the biggest winner of the first
2: round. Oh gosh, yeah, Ryan Leaf. That's that's who you want to. That's what we call take quake. That's real uh, inspiring coming from that guy. Like,
1: hey, I like I like the 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 difference of opinion there, or, or like a a non recycled hot take. I haven't watched I guess,
2: the video, but I guess instead of going high and playing bad in the NFL. Now he can go low and play well in the NFL. Oh, there you go. There's the take. Also
1: losing, just seeing millions go out of your bank account, each and every pick you're not taking, I wouldn't take and I don't think is a good thing.
2: But yeah, yeah. I
1: got to watch the video.
2: Got to hear. I got to hear
1: the analysis, I suppose. Richardson going fourth and Levis dropping out of the first round is a joke. At some point, you have to be able to throw the ball to be a QB. Levis has had a lot more good tape throwing in the game than Richardson. Todd McShay almost takes it too far when he's talking Levis with Kuyper. That guy is getting a lot of joy from this.
2: The one, um, there was another one that struck me too um, about Levis's uh, athleticism it's like if he's got all this athleticism then why is he taking sacks you know like you got to use that athleticism it's got to be functional to be able to maneuver get out of the pocket etc cetera, etc cetera. so um that 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 one jumped out to me
1: um, and all the you know now the line has been drawn in the sand too that like i don't again I, i've made my takes on will love is pretty clear I was tougher on him than I think most when he did sit out the ball game. I think my analysis of him as an NFL quarterback is he could be good, but I do understand the potential with him. I, I, I think I was probably a little bit tougher. But the line's been drawn in the sand where, like, I'm now going to really want him to do well. And if he does, I'll probably be slightly obnoxious about it, depending on which team he goes to. Of course, oh, if he goes yeah. to the Vikings, I won't oh, do that at all. But, like, but, do just, the just one. because he didn't make the first round doesn't mean he's done as a quarterback. So a lot of people were really – dancing on a guy's grave who's probably going to be the most motivated player in this draft.
2: Really looking forward to – we just got to do the Lamar thing from Louisville. But, Will, for this to work and be effective and really obnoxious, you need to be the MVP in year three or four. So just go be the MVP in a couple years.
1: Not asking too much there, buddy. Just go be the MVP. TJ was out here drowning – and Scooch said, nah, I don't want to help. I, I will just give him a tip of the cap that he was honest and just basically was like, no, I don't plan on talking on the radio show today.
0: Until I got everything fixed, and I got it fixed, so we're good. I, my lifeguarding days are done. Sorry, Teach.
1: Roush, terrible. Lifeguard. Like, is
0: yep. Had a summer camp. Two summers.
1: Did you save anybody? Uh, no, thank God you Ruff, pulled him Ruff
2: out sounds, of the lake
1: ralph sounds terrible says one texter like he has a cold and a hangover also trying to keep his voice down thoughts and prayers oh yeah it's been i mean this isn't one for the record books unfortunately
2: well and especially uh he had to tell me because you know it's very loud so i was there was a couple times where i was screaming into the microphone uh in one reaction i just couldn't believe it he's like yeah, like no, you don't have to. The, the that's why the microphone's there, so you don't have to scream. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, another thing too, it's got me excited for having Peek with me in the infield. Drunk people just want to talk on the camera, so like that thing's a magnet for just idiots. So that's that's gonna be fun.
1: That will be a good time. Uh, and, Steve, and as we mentioned, he does a good job with those videos. A texter says, UK football also started a war with UK basketball, then lost at home to Vandy after talking about going to Atlanta. Massive underachieving in the most recent season capped off by Levis' draft slide. The draft slide just means absolutely nothing. And if I didn't know any better, I would think that will probably was the person that texted that. Also, day.
2: did UK football start the war with UK basketball? Uh, I mean, would say
1: UK football is more responsible in that whole thing, just acting like total babies with the whole ordeal. But who cares?
2: But, like, I mean, but it, Cal was. Uh, stuff you know, has
1: nothing to do with anything that's current. And Cal was the first person to say something, but right. it, it was a con. It it like, yeah, yeah, they
2: yeah, they made it worse. They threw gas on the fire. But
1: both are responsible. And point being, I, I wouldn't say UK football started. Yeah, your, your phrasing is wrong just off the g- jump there.
2: But, uh, but
1: the. Le- the Levis drafting is this like big. Mountain thing. of misery is <laughs> not something I, I predicted from UK fans or me. Well,
2: because – but also think about this. It's like the one th- – the NFL draft is typically not something that they're very locked into. So for this to happen, it's just – it's difficult to conceptualize. And, like, we're, we're trying to tell you how to feel – uh, but you know what? You're free to feel however the hell you want to, sure. and so that that it's going to elicit an irrational response from a lot of people.
1: If Levis goes top five, every UK media person's tweeting about how it's a great night for UK football. They would have talked about how they got the national spotlight, and now the national spotlight for the wrong reasons. You can't have it both ways. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal, but you have to be consistent. I appreciate you saying it's not a big deal because it's definitely not a big deal. But this isn't uh, this isn't like. It has to be one or the other, in, in my opinion. I, yes. I, I think like you, this was a, a missed opportunity, and I really think that's probably all that it is.
2: The, um, I mean, part of what you wanted was just to have your logo shown a lot and not be the highlights of other teams' success, which we did get a little bit with Lucas Van Ness. Uh, <laughs> your pick, TJ. Uh, but the... Like, that used to be the joke on draft night. Yeah, you see Kentucky on draft night. There are other people's highlights. Like, Stoops and Cohen, and Rollin, NFL Network yesterday. Like, that's you know, th- that's the positive from this experience. Uh, another text that says, Troll the trolls, commission a statue of Levis, and let the lady sitting there, uh, and the lady sitting there waiting on draft night. Okay.
1: One more thing back um, to the other. Back to the other. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that text. But one more thing about the other text is uh, – Guy, a Twitter follower of mine, Eric, he tweeted, he he says that every blah, 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 everything stays the same with UK football. Sometimes the situation is all upside. And I do feel like when it comes to the draft, that is all upside. Either you get like this recruiting bump or you don't, but it doesn't go, it doesn't rubber band back to now, like, aha, you're the school that thought you had a great draft pick, but you ended up having a good draft pick. Doesn't work that way. It's not reality. Just not the way that that stuff operates.
2: If you, yeah, uh, when Kentucky had a first a pick in the first four rounds in 2019, the 2020 recruiting class did not get a direct bump from it. I think it mm-hmm. kind of stunk, if I'm not mistaken.
1: How many Heisman and NFL MVP winners has Kentucky had? Don't think they've had any.
2: Yep. Um, but congrats
1: such- to yep. U of on those accomplishments,
2: in those last uh, no
1: chance that your Heisman Trophy winner would lose to Kentucky that season, n- would he?
2: No, no way, no way.
1: Because that would be that would be pretty embarrassing to win the Heisman really? and then not beat your rival as a potentially twenty eight point favorite. That'd be a pretty bad look, in my what? opinion. But I'm sure you it's you been all U of L since then, right? They won the next season. I'm sure they just racked up the wins after that.
2: Uh, well, they never they never beat Will Levis. So that's at least two losses in a row. Do they? Did they beat Lynn Bowden when Kentucky had a receiver playing quarterback?
1: No, they. Gosh, they got annihilated. That they gave up. Oh, I mean, hundreds yeah. of yards rushing on the ground there. Uh, I don't. I think Kentucky maybe completed one pass that game, but still won by about ninety. And then I, I don't know. I can't remember Terry Wilson losing. To, no,
2: I can't either. Yeah,
1: yeah. Huh, that's a long time. A lot of a lot of a lot of players. Southend Josh here listening to the UL fans take <laughs> a victory lap on a kid's misery and claim it as karma for doing L's down is beyond pathetic. Also, Deputy Dufus coined the term brahman wealth today. I couldn't roll my eyes any
2: harder. Oh man, did he have an aneurysm when HVL went to LSU? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, media was mostly quiet about that. They said if she went there, they were all going to throw fits, and some of them actually did. So they stuck to their word. Where do you hope Will goes at this point? I'm hoping somewhere he can compete early on and prove people wrong. Maybe Washington or Tampa Bay. That
2: stay as far away from Washington as you possibly can. That organization's a train wreck.
1: I say go, go ahead and go to the Rams.
2: Yeah, L.A. be real nice. L.A. or uh, Las Vegas to be a backup. Worst places to be a backup. A I feel first bad. Uh,
1: oh, "Go
2: ahead. I feel bad for Will, but we gotta remember. Speaking of Lamar, he won a Heisman as a sophomore. was a freak athlete. and only went 32nd overall. If I'm a GM or owner, I have to know a guy picking the first round would be a game changer. Top 10, Bryce Young ain't it? Well, and that was our thing too. Is we thought maybe the Vikings will get a got to replace Kirk Cousins a year earlier. And it's like, well, they're already paying him $48 million. They don't want to be on the hook for more money uh, for a quarterback that early. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy.
1: crazy. Uh, Texture sends in a picture of a meme. Uh, we'll just move past it. Internet trying to blame Levis's hurt toe for the slide. Wonder how much of the decision-making inability to read a defense and inaccuracy on throws had to do with it. Well, they didn't figure I mean they had plenty of tape for those things off the get-go, and Vegas was fooled by it. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: something was up. Johnny here, good morning, everyone. I'm finally back home. There's a saying, no place like home, it's completely true. Gosh darn, it sucks for Will getting drafted first round, but man, I'd love to have Levis on the Chiefs. He could sit behind Mahomes and learn a lot. <laughs> Last night watching Chiefs Kingdom, the draft was awesome. Being a Chiefs fan for the next five to ten years is going to be awesome. I'm so glad to be a Chiefs fan for 30 years. All the ups and downs of Mahomes was worth it. Let's just say I was fighting for the right to party. We're the coolest fan base in the NFL and Mahomes and Reed we trust got to go talk to you later. Texter says these U of L media goobers have had five have had like 15 tweets about Levis each. Sad, Levis has hurt them deep. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's a lot of just pent-up frustration for a fan base. Jeez, I love a was-
2: texter just said, geez, Nick, yeah. That's- <laughs> I know what it was
1: in reference, to. A texter says, "Wandell Robinson was a superstar in 21, made Levis look better than he was. Levis has poor pocket presence and throws too many interceptions. The line was bad in 22, but Levis holds the ball too long. I mean, just, like, how, how do you send that text in and be like, the line was bad in 2022? It was. It was terrible. It was really bad. It was not good. It was the worst that Kentucky's had. We got to end the show. Everybody, have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Go back, cats. Take care of business. Uh, Just win one, please. Do not get swept. We don't need that. And we'll see you on Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Be safe. Safe travels, Nick Roush.